Hello, this is Douglas Jackson with the Virginia Department of Housing and Community Development, and you're at the Partners for Better Communities podcast. Today, my guest is Sarah Leitner. Sarah is the Director of Training at the Orton Family Foundation, and we've been working with the Orton Family Foundation on an effort called Community Heart and Soul. It's a community engagement process that has been used in a number of communities around the country. And we want to get a little bit of background from Sarah and talk about how we're trying to use it in Virginia. Welcome, Sarah. Thanks, Doug. It's good to be here. Let me ask you to give me a little bit of background on the Orton Family Foundation. Sure. The Orton Family Foundation is based here. I'm in Shelburne, Vermont. We have been working with the Community Heart and Soul model for over 10, 15 years now. Um, and we're working in about 17 different states throughout the United States where we have communities who are engaged in the community heart and soul model. Um, the, the work really started with our founder, Lyman Orton, who is the um, owner and proprietor of the Vermont Country Store. And Lyman really had an interest in helping small towns to have the ability to determine what matters most to them and really to make the growth and the work in a town or what a town is doing really focus on the residents and what matters to them. So tell me a little bit about how it works. Community Heart and Soul is a, a model that's really based on three principles. Involve everyone, focus on what matters most, and play the long game. And it's divided into four phases that focus on getting a team together to really drive the work. And that happens during phase one, which really also focuses on, you know, looking at all of the, the people who make up a community and ensuring that all of the voices in the community are part of the process. Um, the second phase really, which is called Explore Your Community, is really a time for exploring. It's about gathering stories from all parts of the community to hear what do people love about their communities, what would they miss if it wasn't there, and what would they like to see change? What are some things that would make their community even better? Essentially, those stories provide data which culminates in the creation of heart and soul statements, which are created with that data that comes directly from the stories of the community. And those statements, you know, reflect the things that matter most to the community. Phase three is where you take those statements and again, with the community, come up with some ideas for action based on those statements. What are some things that we could do in our community that would really strengthen the things that matter to us? Maybe there's a statement that talks about safety and how safety is a priority in the community. Well, what are some ideas for action that could really strengthen that? Um, at the end of phase three, you take all of those ideas for action and you prioritize it into a list that then during phase four, which is really the action phase, different groups in the community, the municipality, everyone takes part in really owning those ideas for action and bringing those to fruition by implementing them. And so it's really a time where all sorts of different groups and people and organizations come together to make that happen. And really the end of the process is the beginning of a change that 
lasts forever. We go back to the third principle, which is playing the long game. Essentially, the changes that happen during the model change the way that the community can work together in years to come. Thanks for that description. If you could, I'd like for you to illustrate that a little bit. Uh, what's it look like when a community changes the way it does business? Do you have an example or two you could share with us? Yeah, I can think of, I mean, one specific example um, is that maybe when it comes to decision making, instead of just, you know, checking a box to say, okay, you know, we, we put an ad in the paper and ask people to come and give their thoughts, they might bring all the voices together and redesign the way that they look for engagement in the community to be all inclusive, to find ways to ensure that everybody's voice is heard in decision making. And that's something that they probably learned, that they would have learned in the process. What's an example of one of those kind of creative ways of engaging different voices and more voices and uh, folks they haven't necessarily asked before? I mean, this is a really easy one. So we talked about phase two being this time where you explore the community and find out what matters most to the community. One way is just to have a big chalkboard in the town square or in a place where people are going to walk by and you've got a basket of chalk sitting there and you say, write down what you love about your community. And it's just a way that everybody can participate in talking about what matters to them. And it's a very easy way to get people involved. Another quick one is, this is another favorite that we like to talk about in one community in um, Colorado as a way to reach out to a demographic that was not really at that point in time involved in Community Heart and Soul. They had beer coasters that they had at a local bar and said, everybody write down what you love about the community or an idea that you have about our community on the back of the beer coaster. Some people listening out there might have gone through a, a community development block grant planning process with the Department of Housing and Community Development. And a lot of this probably sounds a little familiar when the community first says, hey, we want to work on a project. One of the first questions we ask is, well, is this the community's project or is this you know, a small subgroup of the community's project? And we ask them to get a lot of people together in the room, uh, talk about what they care about in the community, talk about changes that have happened in the community over time. And we ask that management team be a little expanded and we give them a checklist. Like, have you checked in with these people? Have you checked in with older people and younger people? Who hasn't been invited? Who's the curmudgeon in the community that, that you don't want to have come to the meeting? Well, make sure that they're there at the meeting. And when I first heard Community Heart and Soul, I thought, wow, two-year process, that's a long process. And then I started to think back about our community development block grant process. And it really takes two years in order to get a plan put together, to get all the voices in the room, to understand what the community wants, to set a path moving forward. 
and then to start to you know create those those action plans. So it seems like a great fit with the Department of Housing and Community Development. And I know we're working with three communities now in Virginia who are interested in the process and getting teams going and and we're we're learning as we go. And, and those communities are Bowling Green, the town of Orange, and then the Allegheny Highlands. We really uh, value the work that we are doing with the Department of Housing and Community Development in Virginia, and it's you know really exciting to be able to meet people in new communities in Virginia, and also to work with the three coaches that we have that we're working with at THCD. It's been a real great learning opportunity for us, and we're also really excited to be able to help them to bring the model to Virginia communities. Yeah, it's been really valuable for us as well. And the support from the Orton Foundation has been super strong. I feel like we're we're problem solving together. We're 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 learning together, and that's what we want communities to do. Members in a community, when they're you know kind of trying to understand the issues and and any challenges, and work to improve what they love in their community, um, they can learn together while they're doing it. That's pretty powerful, and I think you all really help model the way for that. Sarah, can you tell me a little bit about you and what got you involved with Community Heart and Soul and in this line of work? I guess I could start by saying I was a Peace Corps volunteer, very, very involved in, um, you know, community level development. Um, And while I did, you know, prior to moving to Vermont, actually all of my work was overseas I always think about, you know, those common threads. It really doesn't matter where you are in the world. The strength of community and the ability for communities and people to work together, um, that's the same. It doesn't matter if you're in a, a village in the South Pacific or if you're in the United States. That community spirit and what communities can do when they come together is really inspiring and that's really what drove me to be um, interested in working with community heart and soul Um, and also just a great opportunity to see the strength of small cities and towns throughout the United States it's just been it's been inspiring I'm sure it's inspiring. The stories I've heard are inspiring. Um, and I should point out, too, that we're recording this kind of smack in the middle of the COVID-19 precautions, uh, and and communities are dealing with a lot. Are you learning anything from communities in this moment? Absolutely. I feel like in the past two months, I've learned so much, and we as an organization have learned so much, and we've also it's solidified a lot of things that we all believed about the power of community and the strength of local. Um, and we have seen so many, um, you know, Facebook messages and other ways that even our heart and soul communities have 
just come together to do things to help their community during this time. And that's, again, that's another thing that's been so inspiring. And I mean, it's true that crisis brings out a lot of things in, in people. And I think what we've seen is just a lot of caring, people caring for each other. talk just a moment about those three points uh, involve everyone focus on what matters most and play the long game uh, in involving everyone what's your sense of some of the barriers that, that that keep communities and community leaders from involving everyone why is it something we need to focus on intentionally that is a, a very very important part of our work in community heart and soul and part of the model is the idea that involving everyone is is just it's necessary and important and you know some of those barriers could be as simple as the time that you decide to hold a meeting or having um having daycare available i mean there are so many ways to get um get beyond those challenges and that's one of the things that that we encourage with Community Heart and Soul too is thinking about what are those barriers and finding ways just to to go through them. And and how about playing the long game? What keeps us from playing the long game? You know, I it kind of relates to some of the things that you were talking about earlier in terms of the block grants. You know, wanting to get to just the we got to get to the solution. Well, sometimes playing that long game and really um, listening and being and trying to ensure that everyone is along for the ride and everyone is part of the conversation helps to weave everyone together so that the long game is part of is part of it. We're not just here for the for the right now but we're here to ensure that the decisions that we make now are going to be long into the future and are going to be there for generations to come. That's a terrific note to end on. And what if a community wants to learn more about Community Heart and Soul? What should they do? Well, they can go to our website, which is um, www.communityheartandsoul.org. We also have a presence on Facebook where... We highlight stories from all heart and soul towns throughout the U.S. where you can see really inspiring um, stories from what communities are doing now. I want to thank you, Sarah Leitner, for spending some time with us today. And I think we're going to look a little bit more closely at this as well over time, especially as the communities in Virginia uh, undertake the strategy. This is Douglas Jackson. I've been with Sarah Leitner from the Orton Family Foundation, and you've been at the Partners for Better Communities podcast. 